welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. Uh, we're here on another awesome week of professional wrestling is in the can. Uh, I got two awesome guests with me today, Chris J and Jeremiah Watkins. Hello. What's up, dude? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you guys? So you guys are the, you, well, you're the writer and creator and actor of the movie, The Bet. Yes, the new movie that just came out. Yeah, cool. So we, you get, plug it right now, tell them how to, tell cool. them how to get it. Right out of the gate. So yeah. The Bet is a new comedy that just came out and it's getting a lot of attention because it's the last uh, on-screen appearance of uh, Hot Rod Roddy Piper, one of my heroes. Hell yeah. But it also has DDP, it also has Jake the Snake, it also has a Tommy Dreamer cameo. It's yeah. a silly, raunchy, crazy comedy about a guy who's got to sleep with 12 girls in one summer. Yeah. Uh, just came out. You can find it on all the video on demand services. You can find it on iTunes, Fandango Now, anywhere where you can get digital, you can find this new movie, The Bet, you can follow it online at The Bet Movie 2016. And of course, I'm here with Jeremiah Watkins, who plays Wiggins in the film, yes. which is the main character's best friend. What up, yo? <laughs> yeah, some classic Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Let's let's get right into what I am fascinated by. Is okay. How did you get all these legends, these WWE legends? My heroes, my childhood heroes. Yes. How did you get them in this movie? Cool. Um, basically, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. I'm a yeah. Jersey guy. I know you're a New York guy. Yeah, 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 I grew yeah, up yeah. watching wrestling, talk about it for hours and so forth and so on. So when me and my buddy Aaron from the band Army of Freshmen, because I'm from the music right. world, that's where I come from. When we wrote this script, um, I had this vision for the two dads to be wrestlers. And when I wrote it, and if you know the characters from seeing the film, yeah. the, the sad good guy dad was going to be Mick Foley. And then the bad guy was going to be Roddy Piper. Oh, so that was the vision you had. Of it's my movie. vision. Yeah, in my yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch and those are the two people that I had in my mind. I didn't even know we were going to make this movie. Um, however, when it comes to become a reality and it looks like, oh, I think we can actually make this thing, right. um, the hunt began to get the wrestlers. Um, initially, I went to Foley because I stalked him once at a bookstore and we kept in touch and kind of became friends. Got a script to him. He was really busy with his uh, uh, Christmas movie yeah. that he did, so he wasn't really capable of doing it. I kind of think that the movie was so raunchy. With him doing a Santa movie, he probably didn't want to do it. you right. know. But he was kind enough not to say that. Um, so then what we did so he was... Said, uh, he said he didn't want to do it because he thought it was too raunchy. He didn't say oh, no, no, He I didn't say, say You it. think that. I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, But he's such a sweet guy. I don't think he had the heart to tell me that. Yeah. But after that, I went out uh, for Piper because Piper is uh, one of my heroes uh, my whole life. Um, so you're basically stalking all these pro wrestlers. It's a flat out stalk. We didn't have the kind of money to have a real agent and actually cast people. This yeah, is yeah. a stalk session. So while we're casting the film, um, I email Hot Rod Roddy Piper, who was alive How do you get time. his email? And I was going to ask for his email, cool. which is stupid of me. Yeah, yeah. He's no longer alive. But dude, I email. went to the website. There was an info contact thing. I didn't think it was going to make it to him. I thought it'd be like a webmaster or something. And literally within an hour, I got an email back from Roddy Piper. So I'm just marking out that Piper even hit me up, you know? Yeah. He said he was familiar with the band. I don't think he was, but I think he was being kind, right? Why are these guys being so nice to you? Uh, I mean, shouldn't they heal off? Right? Well, they're, they're just, just good dudes. Off? They're good <laughs> no, dudes, no. right? So anyway, he, he says, says Roddy Piper is not 
been a, he was not a good dude in the in the wrestling world. He was one hey, of is one of the biggest pieces of shit. Yeah, one of the greatest Go villains on. of all time. But one in real the, life, if you if you email his fan page, yeah. he runs his own fan. He was an absolute sweetheart of a human being. He was a really kind guy. So, yeah. um, long story short, basically, uh, we email, we meet up. We're actually walking down San Monica Boulevard, and I'm freaking out. I'm with my hero. I'm yeah. walking down the street. I'm pitching him on this movie. I think he thought it was such an unrealistic film to make, especially when I'm like, I'm some guy in a band and I'm going to make a movie and it's yeah. going to be funny. I think he was like, he was so for the underdogs and in, in, in life that he was like, if you make this, if you get this off the ground, he was like, I will be in it. And that's how it kind of started. So we got him, right? Here's the deal, Dan. He's in so it. So is this, wait, so at this point the script's done. Script is done. We're actually casting the film. And he, and he... Uh, he read the script. He read the script and liked it. And, and he liked it. And, and he he's like, it. "All right, if you, I'll do it. If if this actually happens." So he's like, he agrees to be the last piece of the puzzle. Good way to put it. Yeah, good way to put it. So he's going to be in on the film, right? Yeah. So I think because he was a B movie actor, he was in tons of B yeah. movies. So he probably met with a dude like me every week, and the film never got made. Oh right, because you know? right, right, right. Because because the big thing about Hollywood people, this thing you got to understand about Hollywood. Attaching talent is huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. That's <laughs> my Donald Trump's really getting in on me. Yeah. He's really getting in there. Yeah, but that. So you're. He's like. There's probably a bunch of people getting in touch with him to be like, hey. Attach. If we attach yeah. you, then all right, we're more. It's easier to get funded. I'm making this B I'm movie. Just people don't understand this biz. Of course. We're business guys. We're, we're in this biz. We're showbiz guys. You should see us. <laughs> we're dressed like. Slobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say like Million Dollar Man. Yeah. So, so it kind of challenges you in a way. In a way, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm now I'm running around telling people we got Roddy Piper in the movie. Everything's exciting. And uh, eventually, uh, this is all happening at the same time. It looks like the film is definitely going to happen. We start casting. We get other some great comedians on board. Yeah. Mr. Lester, Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. Get some great actors. Brian Allen. All these up and coming friends and connections. The movie's coming together. This thing's going to happen. And uh, Roddy actually helps us get DDP because we're looking for another dad to be a wrestler, right? Right. And I know DDP had done some film. I contact a filmmaker by the name of Larry Longstreth who did a horror movie that DDP was in, right? He gets me DDP's email. I email DDP one night late at night I get a call and I'll do the DDP voice like, Chris, uh, DDP, uh, you really got uh, Roddy in this film? I'm like, sir, we have Roddy on board. You would be the other dad. He'd play opposite him. Would you like yeah. to do it? He says, you know what? Uh, send me the script. Let me check it out. Send him the script. Next day, get a text message. I'm in. Call my agent. Let's book it. So now I'm on cloud nine. Life is good. I got my two dads. Things are about to go horribly wrong, right? We are literally doing um, script readings at the time. Yeah. You know, we're days away from filming. Yeah. And everything goes to shit. Vince McMahon comes along and screws me. Everybody gets screwed by Vince McMahon at some oh my point God. in their life. I you, get screwed. You heard, no, you heard, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard his, yeah. I heard his theme song, no chance. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically what happens is Roddy hits me up and says, Chris, I'm so sorry. I got some terrible news. Um, I just got a call from, from WWE. You know, they say Vince, but I don't think Vince calls you. It's just, I got a call from Vince. Yeah. And, uh, WrestleMania 25 was coming up, the big anniversary one, 25 or 30, of the very first one that Roddy was in the main event. So yeah. would it be 25 or 30? This is two Wait, years ago. Two years ago is 30. 30, 30. Yeah. Okay, great. So 30. He is called to go on Monday Night Raw. WWE needs him to do promo, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He can't do the movie. Right? He's out. We are 72 hours away from filming. He was going to film so on the first the, scene. He can't do the movie because he just can't show up that day? Or WWE's like, 
put him on some kind of Legends contract thing. Legends contract that he needs to be out there for Monday Night Raw to do promotion that week yeah. and he can't do it. And dude, we're locked in. The movie's ready to go. Yeah. We're flying out, all that kind of stuff. So we go into a stone cold, no pun intended, panic yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and find another wrestler to play opposite. So I'm thinking I'm going to lose DDP. Right. Because DDP was only doing it because Roddy was in it. But none of these parts need to be wrestlers per se. But that's, you're like... Obsessed you're, with it. Yeah. They had to be. They had to be. Right. Because... Your party, your, your, and also for the marketing of it, it's cool to have mm -hmm. the wrestlers in it have all the older guys be wrestlers. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's a gag for a guy like you. It's uh, it's trying for yeah, you yeah, to yeah. mark out and say, oh, it's clever. You yeah, know? So, yeah, yeah. So panic ensues. 72 hours, DDP, God bless him, says, I'll still do the movie. Let's find somebody else. He gets us in touch with his agent. We're throwing Hail Marys out to all sorts of wrestlers. We reached out to Million Dollar Man, DiBiase. Yeah, yeah. He had an event, couldn't do it that short yeah, notice. Yeah. Goldberg wanted $10,000 a day, which was a large chunk of the budget. So Goldberg was out of, we couldn't get him. You give it to him. It's Goldberg, man. No, no, I know, no, no, it's not the money, it's not the money, you know? So um, basically- A day, $10,000 thinks he's worth 10 grand a day? A day. So basically DDP says, well, what about Jake? And here's yeah. the most important part of this story. Now that sounds awesome because Jake the Snake Roberts is a legend and all that, but this is pre-resurrection Jake. That was my question. He, I, I saw the videos online, I knew he was clean, I knew he was doing DDP Yoda, I knew he was healthy, but, but, I hadn't seen, I didn't know for sure. And I've got a vision of Jake Roberts, substance abuse problem, showing up at the airport, missing his shoes, yeah. and he's gonna destroy this movie, yeah, and he can't yeah. remember lines, and sure. I'm just panicked, panicked. Yeah. But we had no other option. He was the only guy that was willing to do it on 48 hour notice. I'm talking about Mr. Roberts, you've got a flight, you're, it's getting you tomorrow morning and you'll be filming the following day in California. Right. He agrees to do it. We all roll the dice. We called a bunch of casts up. Should we do this? What are we going to do? Let's go for it. Yeah. DDP was vouching for him and we booked Jake and he was awesome. He was friendly. He was awesome. He was clean. He was fun. He was the guy that became what you see in resurrection. Yeah, so you know. Uh, wait, so this is so this is before he gets clean, right? No, you no, he is clean. He is, he clean. is clean, but this is before the, the end of the movie. Yes. This yes. is like mid-movie. Yeah, actually, mid-documentary. Yeah, he was filming some stuff for the doc while we were filming the movie. I was kind of hoping, you know, fingers crossed, like, please end up in the doc. Like, me, me and the producer went. That would have been good for the movie, though, because they show, like, stuff he's up to. They showed him in another movie. Oh, like a horror kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they showed it, but he's, like, in a horror movie or something, which would have been, it would have been funnier for the doc if they showed our yeah. movie, but all good. So we get these guys. They're great. They're awesome. Um, you know, I'm sure Jeremiah can talk more about actually acting with them, but here's where it gets interesting. And the movie's getting a lot of attention because it's Piper's last film. I told you Piper couldn't do it. Check yeah. this out. Roddy Piper calls me during yeah. the filming. We filmed yeah. for like 13 days. It was a very short shoot. And says, Chris, I'm so sorry I couldn't do it. I want you to know I hit up DDP, told him that you sh he should do it. It's okay. We were buddies, blah, blah, blah. I put a good word in. And I got him on the phone. I'm like, Roddy, if, is there any way you're going to be in Los Angeles in the next 72 hours? If so, I will pick you up myself. I will drive you to Ventura. Just put your face in the movie. I don't care if you just open up a door and say, it's me, Roddy. Right. Slam it. Like, we'll find a way. He's like my hero. You know, he yeah, kind of got this whole project off the ground. He was the first established guy to kind of back it. Yeah. So he says, you know what, Chris? He was like, I'll do it. I will come up to Ventura, pick me up in two days at this time, this address, 
and and Dan. I drove down. They're filming. They're at my house. They are filming at my house. Yeah. Uh, the place is a mess. All hell's breaking loose. Yeah. I'm basically facing down a divorce. You know, the house is destroyed. I'm right, making right, this right, movie. Right. But I'm leaving to pick up Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Drive down to L.A., pick him up. He was such a sweet, kind human being. We broke down the entire ride to Ventura. He showed up at the house. Yeah. He improved a scene, basically, with our lead actor, uh, Alex Klein. Yeah, yeah. Um, shot the scene. Let me try on his Hall of Fame ring. He's hanging out in my house. I'm drinking sodas with Roddy Piper, yeah. like living the dream. And I drove him all the way back to Los Angeles. Friday rush hour traffic. I mean, like the, the freeway was packed. We're broing. He's talking to me about life. He's telling me stories about getting in fist fights with Mr. T. Like, we're coming up with ideas for podcasts. Like, I'm on cloud nine. Like, you know, yeah. I'm having my moment, yeah. you know. And we get to Hollywood and Vine. We get to the corner of Hollywood and Vine. And he says, pull over. I got to take a leak. Okay. I'm like, oh, where? Right? There's a gas station right there. I think he's going to go into the gas station. I pull over. It's like one of the busy. It's like you guys know. It's that's like 42nd Street. On a Friday night, it's yeah, the busiest sure. place on earth. He hops out. He walks to that gas station on the corner right there by the church, you know, by the Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. He takes a leak right on the corner of the building. Not in the back, not hidden. It's five o'clock rush oh hour God. and Hot Rod Roddy Piper is peeing on the, on, the, on the convenience store and he yells out, hey Chris, uh, come over here, I need a little cover. So I'm stunned, I run over, I'm like literally like blocking my hero yes. who's taking a leak and he's like commentating the leak. You yeah. know, he's like, oh, oh God, I've had all these cokes in me for a couple hours. I'm like, Roddy sir, uh, what if the police come? Like, this yeah. is actually illegal. It's public urination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, nah, don't worry, man. He's like, well, I'll just take a picture with him. It'll be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just yeah, like, yeah. to be that iconic, to know yeah, that yeah. there's a real good chance, you know, if you know. So yeah. anyway, he gets back in the car, drop him off at the house. We totally broke down. We kept in touch for the, the year after, you know, we were in touch. And, you know, what really bums me out is he was excited about the movie. Even though he's only yeah. in it for like a few minutes, minutes right. um, he literally was like, dude, I'm going to help he's like i think it's funny he's like i really want to help you with this and get it out there you know he had his piper's pit podcast which was like one of the big wrestling podcasts and and god love him um as you well know he he passed away yeah of course and and uh here we are film comes out a year later from that point um and it's his last on camera appearance it's his yeah. last film appearance so the thing that i'm really proud of no matter what happens with this film is you know, I got to make the movie that a guy that I really loved and respected made his last appearance in ever, you know, and, and his scene is short, but it's awesome. Yeah. And it's bringing a lot of attention to the film. It's, we're starting to get a lot of attention. Well, it's kind of the gift and the curse for you where it's like, curse. of course he passed away, but that thing of being like, it's this guy's last film, yeah. you know, it for other actors where you're like, that interests you. It yeah. peaks like an audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're like, oh, not, this is Robin Williams' last film. You're, you're like, right. I gotta see and what we're, that is. We're not, that's the shitty parts of our brains. And dude, we're not pushing that, but other people are. No, it's not. It's you not you, you're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. It's just one of those great marketing things. But hey, a lot of things with Hollywood are like luck oriented, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's, uh, you know, that in a way, lucky yeah. for you, sad for the world. Absolutely. But so. But, but that is yeah, yeah. that is the story of how we got all these guys. I mean, it basically went from stalking all the way to becoming friends yeah. with these guys and even losing somebody in the process. Right. You, you know? hear that, podcast listeners? If you stalk celebrities enough, they'll eventually give in and do what you want. Yep. You know what? <laughs> you say that, but it is. I have friends. I have two friends who are very successful. For, you know? I have two friends who are very successful in jail. Uh, <laughs> they're very successful, like going to jail for stalking. But these, they're two. They're successful people. And and I remember them asking people to do things. 
just being like, hey, it never hurts to ask. Right? And that's hard to do though. And I it's mean, really hard to do because you guys know as comedians, that's not my world, but yeah. God, it would drive me nuts to be doing shows with people that I know could help me. And it's like, how do you approach Yeah. And, and, and without being like every other It's something you're learning because eventually it's something I'm learning. Like people they're just people. You know, yeah. and they wanna and they understand what it's like to be Starting out and getting your uh, getting your first thing and and getting a creative project off the ground, you know now we have Kickstarter and we have all these ways to actually get things funded, which is but before that it was you know what what do you do and even now it's like Kickstarter doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get the money. And I think people are over goal. Kickstarter. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know. I've never done. I've never. It, I'd rather ask a celebrity the, to do me a favor than ask my the friends. The people for money. that have success on Kickstarter now are people that don't need the money. It's like, hi, I'm you know I'm making this up, but yeah, you know, Ben Stiller and I'd like to put out this indie comedy. And 24 hours later, he's got two million dollars. It's like, but he actually could have paid for that himself. Yeah, I remember I know? saw something that was like, uh, what's her name? The girl in Girls, David. Mamet's daughter, Zoe Mamet, maybe that's her name. I don't know. She had like a Kickstarter for like her and her sister. They were trying to make Alexis. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't remember her name either. Though. Yeah, they were trying to make something, and people were like not funding it because they're like, "You guys are rich." Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I wish people would do that, like revolt against that. Like, if you have X amount of dollars in the bank, you're not allowed to be on Kickstarter. Like, spend yeah. your own money, like the like we do. You know? Yeah, like, no, definitely. And so it, to connect, I'm saying my two friends. They asked, and they're like, had a lot of success with some cool viral videos by getting the people in it that make it you know that get it there uh and then now like even with the podcast you know i've been asking i've been like pushing myself like hey i'm gonna ask and i have a pretty cool guest i'm I'm not gonna say who it is and i'm gonna keep my fingers can't talk about it not jinx it because it needs to be approved by whatever it's worth he told us when we came in and i thought it was a a big score so i hope you get the person in question yeah. is sex I'm not allowed to yeah, mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's looking good. But anyway, um, but asking people, they're very people, they're very excited to do things. Well, so it's you cool. ask, I mean, the whole story of this movie right now, even with the publicity that we're doing for it, you ask 20 people and one person's in. And yeah. then you take that one person and then you go, you know, you just, you got to ask. But do you have... I think every creative project that's not just like a big studio thing or whatever needs the person with no shame... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I know I can point to like a lot of successful things, projects. There's someone who's just like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna ask. I'm gonna ask everybody. I'm gonna just like, yeah. just pull all the favors. I'm gonna go into this restaurant and just ask them if we can film in here yeah. for free. Yeah. And like, do, do you have that ability? Yeah, that was me. That's no, you. Not, I, I'm getting the vibe. That's you. Yeah, that was me. Not by necessarily uh, choice, but out of necessity. But no, not right. necessity. I think you're right. I think I, it's coming project, off as a negative. Every project needs that guy that has to just go that extra mile because it's not in some people's DNA. You know. Yeah, I feel like I don't have it in my DNA. I'm somewhere in the middle. There's some people who have don't have it at all. But there's some people who do not have who not have any shame. I think that's coming off too negative, like no shame. But I can't think of a better way to put it. But when you got nothing going on, you got to ask for help. Definitely, you have to. So, uh, Jeremiah, are you like that? Do you have the no shame muscle? I'm somewhere in between. He's I think you're like I, I, think he, I think you're an in between guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in between. I'll, also. I'll I'll do it whenever it counts, but I, I I I'm hesitant sometimes to 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 call on certain favors. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Because well, um, you're saving those favors? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Am I? But do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, you roll with some very interesting people. You just did the roast battle. Yeah, I'm saying. So roast battle. I was gonna bring that up. So like roast battle when that started out, you started it, right? Uh, or no, uh, I don't know I'm, the origin of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Moses uh, created the show. Right. And 
And I joined the show about, I want to say probably six months in, and then yeah. have been with the show ever, like the first night that I appeared on the show, I've been on it like every week since. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, do you, are you involved in the booking on that at all? Not involved in the booking, which is, is nice. I just, yeah, good, I, I good. Just show so you don't have to do, do the, what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I get a lot of big names, because, you know, I'm, uh, I do stand up, and yeah. my wife's a stand up, and, uh, just, it's, I feel like Rose Battle has such good buzz. Like, whenever I'm around yeah. comedians, they're always talking about Rose Battle. They're talking about how this person did it Rose Battle and how this person insulted this person. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a phenomenon. It's awesome. Yeah. Go, going back to what you said about they, like, celebrities are just people, I could not back that up more. Like, any celebrity that you treat like a real person appreciates that a thousand times more than you gushing over them. Yeah. As, as like, as you and I are comedians, like we're more, they, they want to be treated as peers more than anything. They yeah. don't want you to be like, oh, like this and this and this, because they get that from, you know, fans across the US, yeah. everywhere else they, they travel. So whenever we're, we happen to be on the same show as, you know, big names or whatever, it's like, dude, just treat them like a fellow comedian. 100%. And they can appreciate it more. And that's to tie it back into wrestling is like, that's, a, you know, I think that's how my friendship would, Dolph Ziggler started because he was a you know he's a guy who's big in wrestling yeah. but he's respects comedy and just wanted to explore the comedy world as a guy who's interested in comedy you know uh, so all right let's go back to the movie quick Jake the Snake yes I thought he was great yeah he's hilarious I thought he did that one scene that first scene in the office uh, where he's like insulting um, what's his, what's his name Klein what's his first name uh, Denton yeah the yeah Den right Denton the character Denton. Uh, I thought his delivery was super funny, and his voice, I actually would be worried about, Jake the Snake's voice is like almost completely gone. It's almost and, always blown it's out. It's like, yeah, yeah, he has like a, a, it's like a male vocal fry or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you know, uh, or it's like a, it's like a permanent villain voice. Yeah, yeah. But, so I was like, oh, I, I, get, I was like, oh, well, Jake Snake's in there, can he speak? And in it, his, <laughs> his voice worked perfectly for... The lot, like that asshole character. Uh huh. Yeah. Was that like, and, and how was it like uh, working with him? It was great. Between takes, because uh, we did a lot of stuff like on baseball fields, mm -hmm. we'd be playing catch between, <laughs> we're like throwing footballs around, throwing softballs around. Yeah. And he was just like super nice guy, like always ready to like joke around and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I had one scene I had like super short shorts on and I was like dancing around in between takes. Right. Like, Dude, you gotta cut that shit out. <laughs> That's a perfect You impression. gotta cut that out, man. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Oh, yeah, Chris, you told me that Jeremiah does a bunch of impressions. <laughs> yeah, he's incredible. Well, yeah, he's got a new one now, dude, for the wrestling community. That's a good That's Jake, a great dude. Jake. That's a real good Jake. <laughs> That's great because you just should do it. I was trying to describe <laughs> yeah. it yeah. with words, but you could do it. You're like, man, if you were my son, I would be ashamed of you. We <laughs> <laughs> dance like that. Yeah, they love it. The, the, so being around those guys, uh, they, I mean, they love the they love toilet humor. Yeah. All professional wrestlers. It comes from Vince down. It trickles yeah. down. I, I and think the, they're the, they, they love dirty. They love dirty raunchy comedy. They love it, and which I think that's why they were so quick to do this film. Yeah, and uh, they're also storytellers, man. Yeah, those guys. Because I think just like comedians or musicians, it's 
it's a, I've always felt that comedy and, and music and wrestling, and this is gonna sound crazy, is a bit of a fraternity in terms of you spend a, time, a lot of time traveling, you spend a lot of time away from the family, and that breeds kind of storytelling, like sitting in a van, telling a story well, after. Yeah, you know, and I was quoted in the Splitsider article that just came out that was like, why do comedians and wrestlers like love each other? Yeah, sure. I forgot the exact title. And, uh, and in it, my quote was just like, also, we all, perform in basements like believing in ourselves yeah. for so long yeah. until people start noticing you know I think that, that anyone who does that circuit is touring around and is just like you know you're driving an hour away just to pick up Jake the Snake just to like you know Rowdy Piper yeah. all that that's a kinship yeah yeah just yeah, There's I feel like you're like whenever you watch the movie, uh, you are you're gonna be surprised that like how good they are, but you kind of forget you're like these guys are performers. They they you know they toured the country yeah. doing these characters for years in front of thousands of people. It's like it makes sense in a weird way, uh, and a lot of people don't know that uh, Roddy is actually he he was a paid regular at the comedy store. So he would really? go up. Yeah. He would go up. And I saw him go up a few times uh, before he passed away. And it was incredible. Uh, his buddy, Steve Simone, he and uh, another uh, great storyteller, comedian, would uh, he would do a set. And then he goes, hey, guys, I, I, have, a, I have a treat for you guys. Uh, and then he'd bring up Hot Rod. And, yeah. And he would just tell stories of yeah. wrestling on stage. And that'd be like... Funny sometimes, but sometimes otherwise it would just be fascinating. And Steve would just kind of talk to him and interview him at the edge of the stage. And yeah, like, I would have loved to see yeah, it. it was who cares if it's funny? Who yeah. cares? Yeah, these but, guys have the best story. No, they have the best story. So yeah, yeah you walk around. Uh, I believe it's like the back wall of the comedy store. You see. Roddy Roddy Piper's name painted on the comedy store okay, wall. Yeah, because yeah. they were yeah. when he passed away, they did a, a bunch of stuff online. Like, like they yeah, really yeah. were. He beyond. was he was super he was close a with a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of comedians. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, uh, the, well, I did a show. Uh, I form I formed in the show called Ass Cat and you yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. And I'll uh, yeah, I'm one of the improvisers, and the show is based around like someone comes out, tells a monologue, just like stories, and then we do scenes based on what. You know, whatever the story was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had one time it was uh, John, Johnny Nitro, John Morrison came uh-huh. to tell stories. You know him, he's a fairly new guy. Um, and uh, I was like, I, I, I was like, I was like, I didn't, I didn't even want to do scenes. I wanted to just like keep telling the story. Yeah. He told this one story that was about him getting pulled over. Uh, with his girlfriend at the time, who was the female, cha- she was the Divas champion, yeah. Melina, and then he was the like the Intercontinental champion. And the guy pulled him over and was like, "Nah, you're not, you're not wrestlers." And then they went in the trunk, took out the belts, and then they, the cop just like took pictures of them with the championship yeah, belts, yeah, and he yeah. just like let them go, which ties into the Roddy thing. Right, These right. cops, they're like above I, wrestlers I, or above the law. <laughs> no, I, I I think you're right, dude. A lot of those wrestlers, they do have an above the law, and not in a bad way, but yeah. so I was talking to DDP about it actually when we were filming <laughs> the, when the film. Talking to DDP, I was, I was yeah. talking about, it. and wrestlers are a different kind of famous. Yeah, it's it's like this is gonna sound strange, but a wrestler can walk into the room, and let's say there's a hundred people in the room. Yeah, maybe ninety nine people don't know who they are but the one person that does is going to lose their mind because they were superheroes growing up they were superheroes so you feel like you're meeting like superman so he said wrestling famous is different than regular famous you may be able to go a whole day not meet anybody that knows who you are and then you're buying a soda at the market and the clerk loses his mind and gets fired just to get a photo it's it's a weird type of thing i agree i mean for me you know i've been 
fortunate enough in in the comedy world and acting world to like interact with some people who are pretty famous in Hollywood and at this point I'm pretty desensitized to it you know yeah. uh, uh, but wrestlers man they're like unicorns to me yeah they're like like yeah. a professional wrestler I cannot believe they exist in the same plane yeah. that we that we live on well, I, I, Alexis is making a face no but like if you said like, <laughs> normally Alexis is a mic and she she has to bring me back to reality I think it's if such you a mark said hey you could get a picture with uh, George Clooney because you yeah. bought the new at a grocery okay. store or Ric Flair. I'm going to Rick take Flair, Rick Flair. Are you kidding me? But, but <laughs> the average person is like, are you out of your mind? But what has you know? Clooney done for us? He acts in movies what and I like done, the movie. What has he done for us? Ric Flair has given us, woo! Yeah. He's given us style and profiling. He's given us one of the greatest characters. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Obviously, yeah. obviously lot, Alexis doesn't understand. Alexis, the engineer, are, judging me from yeah. from not afar, from pure, very close. Pure judgment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of those guys have a lot of issues, too. I mean, the lives yeah. that the old guys led before a lot of the health consciousness came into play. I mean, a lot of those guys are beat up. God love yeah. them, you know? I mean... They're, I mean, well, Rock, that's DDP's whole mission is to like get these guys healthy, right? Yeah, absolutely. You see right. the Rock? Yeah. Oh, Roddy, uh, oh, Roddy had yeah. some hip replacement stuff. I mean, he was hobbling around a lot older than a guy his age should hobble around, and that was a little sad for me. You know, what I mean, even yeah. him hopping—not to get all personal, but him stepping into my Camry because I was driving him in my own car. Yeah, yeah. It was like. It, it was took, a process. Yeah. It was a process. And it's like, these guys live with this every day, man. Oh, it's 100%. a hard, hard life. I think it's easier for the new school guys. They get out quicker. They're quicker to shoot the Hollywood. They're quicker to be health conscious. Yeah. But those dudes from the 70s and 80s and 90s, I mean, you know all the yeah. deaths. I mean, it's Well, now sad. they have the wellness policy and everything, and the guys are not getting as big. They're not juicing up. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but at the same time, the, the new guys, the trend is the indie wrestling, which is like spot fest. Yeah. Which is just like high high stunts. Yeah. Uh, you know, every single wrestler flips from in the ring over the ropes to the outside. It's, now, like they all, it's almost more it's a, like stunts than it is actually. It's stunts. The art yeah, of like wrestling. right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a lot of stunts. So in that way, they're gonna get hurt in like a completely different way. Yeah. So we'll see how that takes a toll on their body going forward. Now, yeah. and also a lot of these wrestlers are like getting into WWE at like 32, 33. You know, that seems to be not the trend for every guy, but because indie wrestlers are coming big. They, so they're on, they have 10 years of indie wrestling, which is like yeah. super dangerous. So I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what happens to them. Um, what was my, uh, my next question? Oh, so D, we didn't talk about DDP at all. Uh-huh. How's, how's DDP as a guy? Dude, well, Jeremiah has a scene that was cut from the film. And I know he's upset about it. I know he's upset about it. You guys make up? No, we had this intimate uh, scene, though, uh, where we were both watching porn together in this garage that happens to be both a shared bedroom uh, in the film. Because you live in the garage. We live in the garage together. And uh, we're both jerking off, watching porn together. uh, Terrific. And then uh, Denton, the lead guy, comes in and catches us, basically. We quickly have to act like we're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, it's a hilarious scene. Um, and uh, for the record, I fought for it to stay, but it was cut because powers that be, if you will, um, felt that it made the dad's character creepy. You know, like, if, uh, if you didn't find it funny, if you didn't find it funny, right? Like, I find it funny. He's supposed to have a likability to him. Uh, yeah, kind of like a down on his luck likability. Yeah. So, like, it's acceptable that Wiggins would be masturbating with sand in the garage, but the fact that the 
dad would be too. It came off, it could come off as creepy. I thought it was hilarious and I think most people yeah. would find it hilarious, but they were like, we just want this dad to be likable. We just want him to be likable. And if he's just, you know, it's one thing if he's yeah, down yeah, on his yeah. luck building a lady out of yeah. Legos, but it's another thing if he's with his son's friend, just, it got a little yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, but down, I, down on your luck, guys, got to masturbate too. I know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it made Can me, we expect this on YouTube or well, I think a bonus it, feature? I think here's the deal. If it doesn't make the deleted scenes on yeah, the DVD, yeah, it's yeah. going to YouTube. Yeah, it needs to be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The people can't be denied their, you know, walk-ins, walk-ins yeah. page, masturbation. Uh, did, did, did they, did the wrestling legends, did they improvise any lives in the movie that, that made it? Uh, I don't know. They, they I were, like to think that they improvised all the best shit. <laughs> I feel like they were pretty script. They were heavy. pretty, pretty. They were pretty professional, and they wanted yeah. uh, to hit their lines. Mm -hmm. uh, Sweet. A lot of the the, the, the comics they gave us the, the freedom to, because uh, Chris and Aaron, the writers of the film, uh, were on set and they let us improvise during different scenes. So it was cool. It's not that we wanted to. It's just it was that was going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get this guy and Yasser in a room, and it's like literally you literally. So that's how they read the script. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, you know. And and you know what? It's for the best, dude. I, the minute I saw how good they were, it was like, dude, I'm gonna shut up. I'm not gonna force these guys to read my bad jokes when they do this for a fucking living. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff in the film, I'll be very honest, is improvised. Like, yeah. I was getting credit from somebody like, oh my god, I'm, I forget what joke it was, but somebody's like, dude, that joke just floored me. I'm like, yeah. That, yeah, that wasn't me. You surround yourself. You with, take credit for you that. You surround yourself with good people, man. Yeah. That's what if we wanted those characters to be funny, and we got really Definitely. funny people to do them, and, and it, it, it paid off. You know, sweet, um, cool. So, uh, 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 yeah, let's. I want to move on to talk about okay current product. Current product. So, okay. do you want to? You can give a well. We'll, we'll plug it at the end. We'll okay. plug it at the end again. Okay. We'll tell everyone how to how to get the movie. Of course. Uh, but cool. So. We're recording on Tuesday, so I've not seen SmackDown yet. Because uh, now they drafted, they've been, you know, the, the split, the yes. product split the, yes. has happened. So now I gotta watch, we gotta shift our, Alexis, we gotta shift our whole schedule around to accommodate WB adding another show yeah. that we gotta watch. Never in my life did I think I'd move my schedule for anything wrestling related. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, now there's two titles, there's two shows, they're both live, they're both more product that I have to uh, ingest. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so what, what, um, and so Chris, you, you watch. Yes. You, yes. You, yeah. So, this the raw we had raw open up interesting with the women, which I thought was very that's no. the most East Coast thing with the women with the women. <laughs> well, I'm saying that I you know <laughs> half half offended somewhere in there is a, <laughs> a true no, Long Island misogynist. You know, I'm not offended. It was really weird. It was the women. You know what? I gotta tell you, I sound worse than I am. I'm really <laughs> I'm a I'm a progressive guy, uh, but uh, when you're Grow up in Long Island, you get yeah. the, you get the, you know, yeah. you can't help the Long Island like. Just to paint the visual for the picture for the listener, we're actually yeah. recording this not at your usual studio. No, this is a home cast. Yep, this is a home cast, and we're in essentially it looks like a, a spare room or something. Yeah, this is our, this is the office that the has office, not came together, which much. is completely covered in filthy porno taped to the yeah, walls. Yeah, yeah, there's a so. lot of porn. There's a lot of porn yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, this is my den. It's my 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 jerk off den. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Open up with the women, which was I thought was really cool. Uh, Sasha Banks came out because she's the champion now. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks. Do you like Sasha Banks? Yeah, take her or leave her. 
Take or leave her. Yeah, hot take. Know. Why don't you like the 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 WB universe likes Sasha? You do not like her, dude. I mean, I, I mean, not to you know get crazy on you, but no. I'm not digging what's occurring right now with the product, as you insiders wow. call it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I, I you know I watched Raw last night. Yeah. I mean, for example, Sasha Banks. Do you, I counted? I actually froze my DVR. Yeah. Wrestling did not start until twenty. Seven, wait, 27 minutes into a program, and it's a wrestling show. I don't like how they're kind of doing this sort of play on almost like the reality kind of type thing. And it just, it was 25 minutes of a bit that could have taken like 10. It's a common complaint. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin's comment, his big complaint. It's like, he's like, I want more wrestling. I want. I want less talk up top. I think this segment was particularly long. It was This segment it was, was like painful, 25 minutes painfully long. Painfully long. I paused it at 22, it was still going. Yeah. On my TV. Okay. Yeah, which is super long. But it kind of had like two segments in one. But anyway, but it was. It's like, what are they getting at with that though? You know, I think they're appealing to that demographic that likes all that reality TV kind of like. I just it was felt like long. they shoehorned in Jericho and. Enzo in the opening there, but I thought the Sasha and Charlotte thing was pretty interesting. Charlotte, uh, I, I think Sasha is a little weak on the microphone. Did you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter, so she has that sort of pedigree of she's great on the mic. She's and, great. Yeah, see, great. Charlotte is um, Charlotte's kind of blowing me away. I like everything about well, her. I thought Banks held didn't hold the segment down, and that's why it was just yeah. too long. I'd rather have Charlotte come out there and just talk smack for, she's for a lot fifteen of, minutes. She gets a lot of indie credit. She gets that like Daniel Bryan credit because she's like a real hard worker and like came up on the. The wrestling scene, and she's a the, great dude, worker. The, the Enzo guy, it's just too much, man. You don't I mean, like Enzo? It's it, it, well, he was just so drawn out last night. Like every time he does a little, thing, it was almost like the freaking wave. Every yeah. time he does a bit, he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna do a crazy dance move," and yeah. like it's this like pseudo hip hop culture. It just feels dated. It feels like a character that well, everything around, in wrestling is dated. True, but it just felt like a character <laughs> that should be around ten years ago, and I don't think the audience was feeling it, dude. I mean, you watch. Raw, like people, I felt like did not react to that entire show. You don't, think, you don't think? I think they like Enzo a lot. Yeah, I think Enzo's very over. Okay, I think I I'm not, too over. Yeah, I think they're into him. I mean, maybe that you know, I don't have a good gauge on remembering like how over he was particularly there because he did a little bit more of the same. Okay. So they might be getting like, a little tired, but they definitely like him. I mean, I think that I was like enjoying Charlotte and Sasha going back and forth. Uh -huh. I thought Sasha had that really good dig about like, oh, you know, she called uh, Sasha a one night stand, uh -huh. which I enjoy. He's like, oh, you're just gonna win for they one night. on Ric Flair having all his- Yeah, and it's shit. like, you're Ric Flair's daughter, like you're a one night stand, Dude, which was to, a solid dig. One thing I'm impressed with, how you watch that show and the depth that you're getting out of a 20 minute segment between yeah. two wrestlers, that's impressive, man. Oh man, I'm yeah, digging that's deep. In, that's intense. This is, uh, this is why I needed the podcast, I needed an outlet, because yeah. I, I'm just gonna get divorced if I talk about this to my <laughs> wife anymore. <laughs> yeah. I need to, I need to speak it to the void of podcast land yeah, about right. it. But I like I think everything. I mean, I, Charlotte comes out. She's dressed like a Disney. Like she's dressed like a beautiful princess. Like I really, I really, I really enjoy it. Alexis does not like Sasha's glasses. That's what she was bringing up. No, that's like she nobody wears those. She brings up the Kanye. She wears the Kanye. Yeah, it's uh, got this weird rave hip hop quality to it. That's just just seems yeah. Out of place. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that uh, their promos were good. I felt like the Jericho came out, and I really like what Jericho's doing. But I felt like the women were holding their own where they didn't need to be like. Yeah, I loved I love Jericho, love Jericho. Yeah, but even like what he had last night, it didn't feel like he had a lot to work with. You yeah, know? like it was just too long. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think it was it was definitely too long. That yeah. segment was cartoonishly long, and then it went into the match. Yeah. So they were on there for the first like forty five minutes was just just them. Yeah, it was it was weird. Yeah, yeah. it was long. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm interested. Did you see the? Have you seen Sasha and Charlotte wrestle at all? Uh, you uh, the title match to them. You saw the, yeah. their title match, yeah, right? Yeah, it's great match. That's great. Yeah, that's the thing. Is their wrestling is amazing. They can wrestle because yeah. a lot of the girls that were coming out with the WWE, the whole diva thing was just hot chicks. It was just busted. Yeah, they would just get models. It was models. It was models. Now they're starting to actually have girls in there that like, oh, these girls actually. They would just get girls who were wrestle. like in the back and just be like, hey, do you want to be a wrestler? Uh, you're a hundred percent right. They you're would just be like, do you want to wrestle? Right. And so now they have women who are actually. And that's why people respond to Sasha so much. Uh -huh. um, she can I, rest. Yeah, I think she just needs to get a little more fluid on the microphone, mm -hmm. which I think she'll get now that she's the champ. Um, cool, moving right along. Uh, Kevin Owens, do you like Kevin Owens? Um, you know, my brother's a big Kevin Owens mark because he was a big like Ring of Honor guy. My brother's still your brother's an indie guy. Yeah, and yeah, he lives he, on the East Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think um, there's something that's cool about. I like the fact that like a, a fat somewhat out of shape guy that's not like a super rip wrestler guy yeah. was in the indies and he was just working hard and he got called up and, and he's having success. So I root for him, I think, just from the basis of he doesn't look like a wrestler. Yeah. He looks like a guy that you'd be in line behind at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. The other day, actually, the guy behind me in line was Josh, was Kevin Josh Barnett. No, no, no. It was the guy who is an MMA fighter and a, and a, and a UFC fighter. Okay. Uh, and, a, and a wrestler in Japan. I think he tried to have a WWE run, but he's like too much steroids. This guy like, gets, gets caught for steroids like constantly. Yeah, Kevin Owens is awesome. I mean, I like Kevin Owens a lot. He's a terrific wrestler. If you haven't seen Kevin Owens, look up, you look up some of this stuff on YouTube. He's... He's an awesome wrestler. I actually was at the PWG show on okay. Friday. I heard that was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. That stuff's special, huh? Yeah. I think, see, I think as much as people talk about Raw, what, the, what really excites me about wrestling right now is Ring of Honor, PWG, yeah. the Lucha Underground. I think it's yeah, a I went better to product. They don't have all the pomp and circumstance. I get it. They don't have the money. It's not the culture, the culture that a guy like you can yeah. do a whole show on and people calling and stuff. But, dude, it's it, the indie scene is where it's at, and I think there's a real rebirth in the indies right now. But the problem is, as soon as somebody gets good, WWE just comes along and <laughs> sucks them up. Yeah. I mean, it's... But I, do you know who the Young Bucks are? Of course, of course. So Young Bucks, which... It, I, I, I think they're one of the best tag teams in the business right now. If WB could sign them, they would revolutionize the idea of tag team. Mm. And they're so cool because they're like above. They've adopted that NWO mentality, right? Yeah. Like the whole Bullet Club thing. They do. They literally do. They tell people to suck it. They they do all that stuff. They combined NWO and <laughs> and DX. Uh -huh. One thing. And they, they were at PWG. They're just like they're selling T-shirts, and you're like, guys, you're the best tag team, like maybe ever. They're yeah. incredible. But they won't sign with that. I, I, like, I, they want a specific contract with WWE. That's what I hear. Oh, there's just something they want specific. Yeah. And they, like, oh. run their own operation. I ordered a t-shirt from them. It comes. One of their wives is, like, clearly one of the... Oh, or, I love that about Like, who all. sends t-shirt writes, like, thank all. you on it. Yeah. And they, like, send out their own t-shirts. I love that about all kind of entertainment right now in terms of music and in terms of comedy yeah. and in terms of wrestling. What's cool is, like, there's, a, there's an indie world that you can kind of exist. And you may not make a fortune and you may not yeah. be a superstar on TV. 
but you can kind of find your own little footing, you know? I mean, I think everybody's goal, whether it's, I, I mean, with my band back in the day to right. be on a major label or Jeremiah to be on a Saturday Night Live or yeah. you to be in a big movie, yeah, you yeah. know? But you could still kind of find your own little way in your own little world in this day and age. You may not make a fortune, but if you could just, a guy, a team like the Young Bucks can kind of, you know what I mean? Like, they exist. Like Well, they're making a lot of money. The, the thing is that they would actually have to take a pay cut to go to WWE right now. Wow, okay. Because they make all their own merch. Like, when you're in WWE, you can't sell your own. You know, you make a cut of merchandise, but you start splitting it. You yeah. start splitting it with, with WWE, and you can't be on, like, ProWrestlingTees.com or, like, wherever you sell yeah. t-shirts. Like, and also, they make, they, they do, like, big matches where they get big money. Yeah. They'd probably make them go to NXT first. They'd have to be in the lower leagues. So, they would make more money eventually. Yeah. But they would they would have to work a million times more. That's but nothing. You get that family big machine. I mean, like I mean, like it's just such a fine line. I think for any artist yeah. to kind of figure out when, you know what I mean? Like, do you when do you sell out? Because a lot of guys do it too early. They go to WWE too early, yeah. and then WWE has complete creative control of them, and then yeah. they kind of lose it. Or some guys sign early, then they leave, and then they come back like five, six years later, and they're like completely reinvented well, dude, I, in an amazing I, I, way. I think there's a, a a very similar thing to stick with the comedy aspect of. Yeah. Of with SNL, I mean, you do see people sometimes. I think they get on there way too early, almost like when they're not ready, and yeah. it kind of damages them. I mean, for their career versus some of the people that really been out there busting get on there, and it's like they're ready for it. You know, SNL, Matt, it, it, SNL, and uh, and WB have a very you can, they map they're very analogous to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm always tempted to talk about them, and like Vince and Lorne are like the same character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and we yeah, all know right. people. Vince McMahon and Lauren White—that's the same. It's the same thing. It's also some of my some of the people I know who are literally the funniest people I know in the world. They go to, they get hired for SNL and they get fired very fast. And you're like, and then you're like, wait, what well, happened? How often does same thing as like Chris Hero. Ask new people. Is it like a? It's every it's year, almost uh, yearly. Is it I really? Mean, some years they, they won't hire new cast members, but for the most part, they'll hire new, like at least one new cast member or some new writers every oh, single year. They really, huh? They always yeah. kind of get a fresh face or two in there. It right? depends. Sometimes they're like really happy with the cast. It's yeah. locked in and they hit this zone right. where they're like, is none it, of them are leaving yeah, and they're all having yeah. a good time. Well, yeah. It's like WWE in that it goes in waves. It'll have periods yeah. of popularity and get like a rebirth and they don't have like a real bad year or two. Sure. And you'll always have the hardcores, yeah. but it, it, it's very wave and it's driven by the celebrity factor. Yeah. If somebody breaks out and you get an Austin or a Rock or you get somebody on SNL that just blows up and kind of holds it down for a while. Yeah, another interesting thing that maps to wrestling about SNL is like that um, Vince is very into like body type and what you should look like. And I know like I've I've went out for SNL a couple times and I didn't get it, guys. Spoiler alert. Uh, no, it's okay. But um, I've came to terms with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I moved to LA and I put it behind me. But. Uh, you know, I heard like, hey, they want someone tall, or they they're trying to get like they want a handsome guy, and I'm like, well, for I don't know, I guess I'm, I hear that all the time. Yeah, and then so people weird. say like, Dan, you're more of like a Belushi type, which is not a classic archetype to on the show. What? To, because they need to fill ethnic spots. Just visual. That's just how Lauren does it, you know. Yeah, it's just types that the the cast like. Uh, we need a fat guy, but he can't be too fat because we already have like a Bobby Moynihan type. You yeah, know I mean, it's like it becomes very specific for their vision, like over the years, whatever they need. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Crazy. I um, this is somewhat uh, similar, but you guys are going to kick out of it because you guys are both comedian guys. 
So I, there's a show, I will not name the show because I can't, but it's Comedy Central show. I haven't told this to you, Jeremiah, you'll love this. Roast Battle? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a show, right? There's a show that okay. Jeremiah just did. I'm not allowed to say <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Jeremiah was it's, just on it's called Roast Battle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, <laughs> Chris, it's, here. it's a show on Comedy Central. Like Jeff, gets, Jeff Ross hosts it. And I know somebody who works on it, you know, yeah. and basically I got this movie coming out, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got like, you know, I know you guys do a lot of stand-ups. I got, you know, two or three amazing stand-ups in it, blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, this is completely true he's like are they white um and heterosexual and i'm like uh well like two of them are and he's like cool we can't use any white guys or heterosexual guys i'm like wait what what are you talking about he's like dude basically there's a bit of a mandate that we just need variety yeah well it's you a know, big diversity the, push the right diversity now. push he was like you know we so right now for our season we've reached our white guy quota and i'm like I mean, to me, that kind of blew my mind. It was all yeah. right. racism is not the right word, but I'm like, holy shit, really? Like, you're telling me if I got a funny guy who's got a film coming out and you have an open spot on your panel slash couch, whatever you want to call it, yeah. literally, you have been told by someone that you can't book that person. You have to go find... I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be tough. I, I, my heart goes out to white guys like you because I mean, like, <laughs> you, you know, like, but like literally that, that's hard. Because yeah, I was yeah. thinking about Jeremiah. I'm like, dude, I have he's tough. Gonna, he's going to be on. The white guy didn't do what he wanted. Here we go. And I know that's a popular bit right now, making fun of white guys who talk about that. But yeah. it's just a shame that funny doesn't, you know, a show that's supposed to be funny, that things like that, like a visual would get in the way for anybody. No, I think for any background. It's right now, you know? that right now there's a big diversity push and it's for, it's good, it's for good reason. And I think like eventually it'll even, it'll, 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 it'll even out. It'll, it'll even out. So right yeah. now it's a little extreme where it's like even networks are giving shows they're giving them incentive to diversify, you know, how they're casting. But it's, you know, at some point that'll just be like, hey, now we're choosing the best, but people feel like they have a fair shake or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just blew my mind that literally I was told, hey, if it's a white person, don't even call me. It's like, uh, I've, I've had it. I've had meetings. I've had meetings where people are in, call me in, watch my stuff, and they're like, hey. We'd love to sign you. We'd love to work with you, but right now we're not taking any any white guys. But I'm a progressive guy, so I'm for it. So that's the. the <laughs> but I understand. It is. I, I've directly been affected by it. But like, hey, dude, regardless of what we got to do, background or your sex or yeah. anything like that. If you're funny and the part requires somebody to be funny, that should be what it is. Because there's tons of funny people from all backgrounds, you know. Yeah. It was just weird to me. You guys talking about Saturday Night Live, and I had a similar experience where it was just like. Don't even send their tape in. Don't even send a clip right. in. You know, it's but like, not, that, and that's how the industry is taking this, is that they work very mechanically to the place where it's like, hey, they can't self-regulate themselves to just be like, hey, let's just make sure that like for this, you know, that we, we are, have a healthy mix here. Instead, they have to do it by like laws and decrees. And it's yeah. just the only way it's going to be right now. Yeah. So it's very, it's strange. It is weird. And tie it into wrestling. So wrestling. Do they have the same thing? Wrestling. No, they don't. They don't have. There's no. I don't think there's any specific rule in wrestling. Like I, I can't believe but that what he said about having guys a certain weight. Like if there's a, if one of the big wrestling superstars yeah. is super overweight, I can't imagine them being like, you know what we need right now? Another super overweight guy. <laughs> you know, I just. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I think I don't know anything about wrestling. Wrestling definitely could use Dude, more. Wrestling's so visual. That stuff has to come into play. Well, no, I mean, I think it does come into play, but I think that in general, from what, and I've had, uh, I've had black guys, you know, on the show who are wrestling fans and 
I think there's a frustration from them because it's harder. It seems harder for black wrestlers to get over with the WWE fan base. Interesting. Except for like there's exceptions as like The Rock was like the biggest wrestler of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then now there's New Day. Who are huge. Who are like people love them. mega. They're awesome. But if you look at New Day, the way they were booked by WWE was they were like, hey, let's take three black guys and let's give them the gimmick that they're like gospel. Like that was their, when they were like doing those teaser videos, yeah. they had them with like the full like church choir. They just, and they're just dancing and they didn't know what it was. And then they're, when they, they, they just embraced it. They were called the new day. Cause like the new day being like, you know, like it's a new day. Like, however, you know, I can't do, I can't do justice to that. I'm not going to attempt. Alexis is already shaking her head at me, but then they came out and they're like, all right, fine. We'll embrace this. And we're just going to be ourselves within the context of being called the new day. And now they're the most over thing in wrestling right. and they're over for being funny for the fact that they like, like video games. They're not over for, for being like black stereotypes. Yeah. Well, I think with anything, man, like when you're yourself, whether you're doing comedy or whether you're doing, um, you know, wrestling, whatever the, whatever yeah. the, 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 your, uh, you know, palette is, I think that's when it really works. It's just yeah. people are themselves. The authenticity is what always shines through in wrestling is that if you, sure. even though it's scripted, if you can have a, a semblance of, of realism, yeah. it truly works. Well, it works uh, for me with comedy when I go see a comic and they're talking about something they experience and you actually buy that that would happen to that guy. Like I've seen some comics where they come out and do like, oh, I got dissed by a girl routine. And yeah. it's like, I kind of doubt that, dude. Like, you know, like, you're like this, like, super good, like, you know, like, it's just like that, that shoe doesn't fit for you, you know? It's like... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. So, for time, let's get into the, just the other small things about Raw. Cool. Uh, uh, cool. But it was awesome. We had a great, that, all that legend stuff is super interesting. Yes, yeah, social political debate here on the. I like it. I like it. It's getting super fun. No, well, I'm very open to it. Just gotta, we just gotta hit the important, the more important okay. stuff. It's not about diversity. That's not as important as what happened on Monday Night Raw. Do I like the new Raw logo? This is the real important <laughs> shit. And my thing is, yes, everyone hates the Raw logo, including Alexis, and I think it's cool. I like it. It's very old school and just flat. It's like, it's a little 2D. It looks like it came off like an Apple 2G. But they can't do old school because they've never done new school. It's just still the <laughs> Alexis, same. how dare you? This is what happens. We barely, hey, I let you get on the microphone and you insult the product. Uh, cool. Insult the product. You insult the product. I can't believe it. So, uh, uh, I like, when we're talking about Kevin Owens, I liked him on the mic. I liked it. I, I like him on commentary. He was saying how he like, yeah. doesn't like, he said Sasha did a move. He's like, I did that five years ago on the indies. I like acknowledging the indies yeah. in the main product. It makes like raw, like this, like the beautiful, uh, corporate stage show. Completely agree. I dig that. Uh, Rollins, Seth Rollins. I love Seth Rollins. I'm a big yeah, Seth Rollins like fan. Seth Rollins. Okay. You don't like Seth Rollins? Hot take? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that, the, I whole, mean, the Shield thing got a little out of control. It was nice to see that all kind of fall apart. Yeah, I mean, they, it came to a head at Battleground. They had a they had a good match, and then they're all like going their own way. But I think Rollins is just amazing on the mic. Like, yeah. I think he's really found it. Especially when you see Finn Balor, who like is horrible on How the mic. How bad is he on the mic? Well, I do it. I called it on the podcast. Go back. I said when this guy comes up, he's no mic skills because he's wrestling in Japan where they don't give a shit about the mic. And he got. I mean, it was like this huge opportunities on the big platform. Yeah. This huge like welcome the future. And he was like, I'm hey, where's I'm a yeah, tough guy. Irish accent was like, pretty jarring. Yeesh. I mean, not to be like, well, I guess that's pretty racist, right, Alexis? But no, 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 no. It had, <laughs> you just don't expect it out of him. Well, it just he just wasn't good on the mic. Yeah, it I wasn't. Mean, regardless. His stuff know? he was saying was pretty generic. Like, yeah. Rollins had some really... It's like, Rollins you've been had waiting your whole life to get to this moment, and yeah. 
that's what you give us, you know? Rollins ripped on Ghostbusters. That was badass. <laughs> he said, I'm OG Bill Murray, and you're Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I, I was like, that. That, I thought that was pretty funny. Because he was just being like, he called the new Ghostbusters horrible, and then he like established that as like, that's yeah. a great heel take to like yeah. knock and the And I like when they always go topical. It's one of the things I do like about yeah. Raw, how it stays in the context of what's fresh. happening. Because yeah. like, he could always, he did, then he did rip on Atlanta, which I thought was, I give a shout out to Atlanta, Georgia for doing the tomahawk. Yeah. Like doing the chop. I thought that they all like stopped the show to do the tomahawk chop. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I wish we had something like that in New York. Like we don't, we just eat hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, Finn, he's got to work on that mic. I mean, he's new, so he'll get it, but he's had a lot of years at NXT to develop those mic skills. So I don't know. Mark Henry gets a title shot at Rusev. How many goddamn times are they going to bring Mark Henry back? Enough. Like, did they owe, like, is there something that happened where they I, just have to. Seriously. No, there is. There so is. They, they even said it. That was a cool thing on Raw is they kept, like, telling all the superstars why they were drafting them. Uh-huh. Right? And, like, Cesaro was like, hey, you got drafted really low, even though you're great because your shoulder, like, you got an injury. So they, they uh, so you're, you're like a liability. And then one thing about Mark Henry, they're like, you know, you, we, we drafted you as a mentor. To the younger guys, and also you're an Olympic hero. You use him a lot, man. Yeah. It's the Olympic thing, though. It's Olympics. It's the timely factor. It's just a little bit like, I thought that maybe, the reason that it worked for me is because I thought Mark Henry could potentially win. Okay. Because Rusev just got married. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe he's going to go on his honeymoon. (laughs) Right? Like, uh, he got married this weekend. Dude, I hope to, I to hope, Lana. I hope someday you write for WWE because yeah, it's yeah, truly yeah. your calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, thank you. Yeah, the thank pas- you. The passion and the, and, the, and the depth of where you go with the storylines. I thought you might be able to. They actually tricked me. I, I love when I fall for it. You know. Um, uh, yeah. So cool. Uh, then Roman Reigns comes out. We're gonna have Roman Reigns versus Rusev. I like that they're punishing Roman Reigns for his wellness violation. Like they're dropping him down to U.S. title level, and it's Roman Reigns. Rusev is that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and the last thing I'll say, this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll wrap it up. I don't know what they're doing with the club. Those, those guys, I was watching all these videos on YouTube of them in Japan when they're the Bullet Club, and they're awesome, and they had AJ Styles, and you have Finn there who can't hold his own by himself. You have the opportunity to just put him with the group that he got famous with, mm-hmm. and just have them, Carl Anderson is awesome on the mic, but can't, I understand why... Finn Balor's the main guy. Put them all together. AJ Styles, they were awesome together. Make them a stable and have them just tear shit up. I know one thing is that they used to like shoot fake machine guns, which was awesome, and now we're very sensitive about guns. <laughs> so I don't know if they should come out and like shoot kids, like mock shooting kids. I, I get why they don't want to do that, but man, like they have an opportunity to pad, pad Finn with the club, and instead they have them operating separate, and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't get. So, yeah, I'm going to watch SmackDown. Maybe I'll do a podcast that's separate talking about SmackDown this week. I'll give you a little bonus episode. The RKO for the hardcore was, was dope. Oh, my God. How did I forget about that? that? Was it, it ended strong. It ended yeah. strong. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I love Paul Heyman. I love more all the, the ECW stuff. I love how he pumps Brock, and Brock just sits there and does, like, the titty pump. And yeah. And bounces around. It's and, a little disappointing yeah. that they didn't address the steroid thing. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, he got pop legit roids and, like... In a, in a, uh, like, I think there's, like, Kamen is so slick on the microphone that I think he could have touched it in a way that would have just been, like, would have been awesome. I think he kind of said, like, hey, this is a guy who's above the law. That's kind of, like, maybe you could do that. But he, I feel like he could have said something that was, like, 
That's a pretty serious subject, though, especially at the UFC. No, it's of an course. Actual real sport. No, and he's he a... essentially <laughs> yeah. broke whatever yeah. got the law. I mean, there's millions of dollars on the line yeah, for yeah. the company that he just blew. So I think they have to be pretty. Yeah. You know, Heyman references that, then the right. UFC sues uh, yeah. WWE because it was a work. You oh, worked yeah. us, you know? I mean, Brock Lesnar was. It is kind of annoying because I always thought like he was clean. So it gave me, I had this image, I was like, look look at Brock, but I mean, come on, I knew he wasn't clean. Yeah. He's so jacked up, he's 40 years old, he looks like he's like amazing. A lot of the steroids you see, I, I, I'm a big boxing fan, so yeah. I, I stumble into that a lot. And, I, I and you of, juiced in the movie. Yeah, yes, yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, but uh, a lot of those guys use steroids a lot for recovery. It's not so much to become Hulk guys, they're so beat up and damaged that they yeah. actually have to inflict no. their body with like, to speed up the healing process because they got to go have a fight or they got to go have a this or yeah. that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know why they don't touch it. Probably doesn't make sense. But I thought that RKO was pretty well-timed. That was, I think Orton came off pretty cool. But how badass would it be if Lesnar just ripped the mic from Heyman and just said, I'm on roids and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah like, it would never the happen. The place would blow Also, up, his voice know? is so much higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His voice would be, I'm on roids. It's more up yeah, there. I don't do much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought Orton came off pretty cool, though. It's That's weird that like, though. I'm on roids and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's comes, he has like Tyson, like him and Tyson. They get on the mic. You expect like this hulking, booming, like you're preparing for like a sonic boom of a voice. And then he just, he's got like this high voice. Uh, yeah, but I thought Orton looked cool. It is weird. It's like they just drafted these shows separately, but then Orton's all a SmackDown guy already showing up on Raw, yeah. which is just like the showing already that's like, this is already isn't working. <laughs> to me, it's just nice to see Mick Foley. I'm just such a big yeah. Foley fan. I just you like love all the yoga. You love the Attitude Guys. I'm all, I come from that era and even the era before, man. I grew up in the 80s yeah. and that's what I liked. And I love all the territories. When I watch a wrestling DVD, I don't break out a mania. I break out one of the documentaries yeah. on one of the territories. Well, the network so. is pretty great. Oh, network is network. That is a rabbit. It's a rabbit wrestling fan. Oh Jeez. man, yeah. it's a, if, if you don't like the current product, it doesn't even matter. You can just like dip in there. Go watch. On. Just like you, if I have friends over, I just put on like a '92 Rumble, <laughs> like just like put on the Royal Rumble. For, you know, it's like just such a great thing. To, it's like the Ulog. Uh, that's why Dan doesn't have a lot of friends over. Yeah, I don't have. Yeah. That's why this room. Every time I'm trying to get an air mattress, it's never been blown up. Dan's trying to invite me over. He always throws on the '92 Rumble. It's pathetic. I'm a pathetic loser. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. I'm gonna do a quick plug first, and then when you're gonna tell everybody how to get the movie. Cool, cool. August 19th at UCB Franklin Theater. We're doing live comedians of wrestling. UCB SummerSlam Tacular. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have that that show's live. You can get tickets now on UCB. They're only five bucks, and uh, it's at midnight on that Friday. Yeah, come check it out. And then we're going to broadcast that live on the podcast. But forget that. Come to the show, be part of it, and then listen to yourself. See if you can hear yourself uh, <laughs> chanting. Roman Reigns is going to be there, in, but not really him. It's going to be a character playing him. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to be there. It's, again, not going to be him. It's going to be one of my friends wearing a stupid beard and drawing on abs. But uh, it's going to be an awesome time. So come, uh, come check it out. Tell them where they can get the movie again. Cool. Well, Jeremiah, where can people find you and, and what are you up to next after your triumphant uh, roast battle? Yeah. Huge uh, shape. Yeah, and check out Roast Battle on Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, check out uh, Roast Battle on Comedy Central. Uh, hashtag The Wave. Uh, my Twitter's at Jeremiah Standup. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll be at a lot of comedy festivals and music festivals uh, this fall. Uh, we're doing Outside Lands, Bumbershoot. Uh, I'll be at the New York Comedy Festival later in the year. So a bunch of Sweet. stuff like that. Outside Lands this weekend? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm gonna be there probably. Oh, cool. We're doing I, uh, the goddamn comedy jam there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, sweet. Because I'm going up. I'm going to see Hood Slam on Friday in Oakland. Uh, my buddies are. We're yeah, all yeah. meeting up there, and then we, we we don't have tickets yet, but we're thinking about going. That's awesome. Um, but maybe I'll come check that out if we yeah if we go. Sure. What day is it? Uh, we're doing uh, Saturday. You're doing Saturday? Oh, that's yeah. that's when we're gonna be there. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is Radiohead is playing. I think Radiohead's on Saturday night. Yeah. They're cool. That's a cool band. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty cool, cool band. band. Pretty they cool got band. a couple of good songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They got a nice little Karmic Police. I like that song. That's a really Karmic Police is cool. Paranoid Robot. I love that song. Uh, <laughs> Alexis, I finally got Alexis to laugh. She loves music. Uh, cool. Uh, Chris, anything else, Jeremiah? Uh, no, I mean, watch the bet. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, anything else? That's not enough stuff. The bet. You know, um, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, especially the old school guys, it's worth checking out. It's this was a real cool passion project. Yeah, a lot of people worked hard on this film. We didn't have a big budget. We got some great talent in it. A lot of new people. It's cool to see the wrestlers. It's cool to see Roddy one last time. And stay around for the credits. During the credits, there is a little homage for the wrestling fans uh, in the middle of the credits. You know, all three guys are on screen at once. Did you catch that, or did you get out? Oh, oh, it's a quick little joke that we throw in there. You know, in the <laughs> oh, that's of the awesome. So a little Marvel cut scene for the wrestling fans. But you can uh, find it anywhere, VOD, Comcast, the DirecTV, search The Bet, iTunes, whole nine yards. You can find us at The Bet Movie 2016 on all the socials. And uh, please give us a rating review on iTunes. And, and Dan, thank you for having us. Oh, sir. yeah. Thanks for coming hey, in, guys. I'm going to present you with something on air. I have for you. Oh, my a God. A bottle of Roddy Roddy Piper all out of bubblegum soda. What is this? That's a real soda um they sponsored our premiere and we saved you one because we knew we were doing the wrestling podcast if you put it in the freezer or actually put it in the fridge it's delicious cold you don't want to do it warm though yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah, or I you love can keep it, it like that as a collectible oh uh, yeah awesome well thank you yeah thanks absolutely. for coming on guys yeah appreciate yeah. it all right keep watching wrestling this has been a ucb comedy production check out our other shows on the ucb comedy podcast network Thank <laughs> you.